The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Joey Hunter Jr. You're listening to the Old Angels Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy Johnny Mags, joined as always with... Daniel Garcia. And we're back with another edition of the All Angels Podcast. We're uh, finishing up our roundup of the American League West uh, preview show. Uh, finishing up today with the Seattle Mariners. We went through the Astros. We went through the Rangers. We went through the A's. It was and, fun. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I, I liked it. Something definitely... Maybe we'll look into doing something like this at the All-Star break and trying to see where everyone's at and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, like you said, we're pretty much... Done. I mean, obviously we have the Angels left, and we'll do that with right. that when we're out in Tempe um, this time next week, which or uh, pretty close to this time yeah. next week, depending on when you're listening. We'll to this, be but we'll be getting ready. I'll be packing my bags. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I'll be probably packing my bags right now. Uh, we record this on a Wednesday. Don't know but... how much I'm gonna sleep on Wednesday. It's kind of it's, it's kind of crazy though too because it's like as grown men are like yeah. oh, it's like oh great like a, a, a nice time away and, and just kind of hanging out and just. To see baseball in person again, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we've been watching the last couple uh, spring training games, but to finally see it in person is going to be really awesome. Yeah, always a, a special time of the year for everyone. It's like uh, when you're a kid and you go to Disneyland and the night before you know you're going to Disneyland, you're just in your bed like your eyes wide open. That's me the day before spring training. Right. Last year, I, I don't know how much I saw. I don't think I slept at all. Uh, but anyhow. <laughs> before or when we were there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, so yeah, we're wrapping up the AL West preview show. Uh Seattle Mariners are on the docket now. Now, this week, do you want to get into the read before we uh, get yeah, going Yeah, before we uh, almost forgot it last week. Yeah, so again, a loyal sponsor, MyBookie. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know exactly who MyBookie is. But if you're new, let me tell you about MyBookie. It's a betting site. It's awesome. You can use you can pretty much bet on any sport out there. Um, and right now is a really good time to do it. The, the NHL playoffs are on round. Uh, the NBA playoffs are, are coming up. The, you know, March Madness and all those tournaments are coming up. And right now, if you uh, deposit uh, whatever you want, use promo code chair, they will double that initial deposit at mybookie.ag. Again, they will da- they will double your initial deposit up to $1,000. All you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, um, put in promo code chair, and then there you go. Free money makes the games a lot more interesting. I remember one year, it had to be probably uh, four or five years ago, I think probably even before mybookie was even around, but... Uh, I was in Vegas with a bunch of friends, and you know, at the time, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I went down to the sports book. I bet on a, I think it was like a Utah versus Arizona Pac-12 basketball game, just a random, not even in a tournament, just a regular conference play. I've never paid so much attention to a basketball game in my <laughs> life, but I mean, it's always fun. So again, if you want to do that from the comfort of your home, I definitely suggest going to mybookie.ag. They will double your initial deposit. All you got to do is use promo code chair, mybookie.ag. Yeah. So go ahead and follow the your help us by following our sponsors and checking them out. There's there's no way you can go wrong. Just give them a checkout. All right. So let's let's head into it. Let's talk about it. Uh, Dan sat down with uh, Seattle Mariners beat writer. Well, DC Lumber, he runs the or the or podcast. He, he's the oh, yeah, he's the podcast. host of Locked On Mariners. And if you listen to the podcast, obviously before you know our friend um, Taylor Blake Ward of Locked On, On Angels. Angels. Yep. Um, and big shout out to him. He kind of was the guy that kind of got this all going. So, but yeah. DC Lumberg, he has the Locked On uh, Mariners podcast and talked to him a little bit about the Mariners and kind of obviously it's, it's a super it's a rebuilding team. I think yeah. you and I can both agree on that. I think all the fans can agree on it. But you look at their um, 
the roster. There's still some names. That very, you see. No, very, very noticeable names on this team. I mean, you got yeah. Seager, you got, you know, D Gordon, which, you know, we kind of talked about with, I talked about with DC is like when the, um, you know, trade deadline comes up and, and, you know, if they're looking to make some kind of move, who would be the guys that would be kind of the name? And and D was one of them that he said. So it'd be really interesting to see some of these guys and if they perform really well, how their value will change throughout the year at the trade deadline. But the one thing I I, I notice a lot about Seattle is their their minor league system is really really good. They got I, mm-hmm. I believe it was four ah, four or five players in the top one hundred for uh, MLB pipeline, and so. Obviously, their minor, their major league team isn't probably what they want, but they do have a lot of minor league um, uh, help, minor league guys that m- might come up this year and make some kind of an impact, um, but definitely will be around for the long haul with Mariners and and help with that rebuilding uh, stage they have. Yeah, right now I'm looking at you know their their 40 man roster, and there's a lot there's a lot of youth in here. There's a lot of there's a lot of one, two, three-year experienced guys on this roster right now. But when you look at the guys that have been here for a while, you named off D. Gordon. You look at Kyle Seeger, a guy who is pretty constant, pretty cons- pretty consistent. You got a guy in Daniel Vogelbach, a, a big guy, DH, who can hit bombs. And then, and then you got then you got those guys who got maybe two, three years of experience here. You got a guy like Malik Smith who always kind of burns the angels for yeah, whatever he, reason. Yeah, exactly. Mitch Hanniger is a guy who, you know, you you look at that name, you're like, okay, I know who these guys are. And then, and, and then you look at their pitching staff and that pitching staff, or at least on the 40-man roster, they got a lot of guys to go up. You know, they're going to have to make some decisions. But you look, you got names like Carl Edwards, Marco Gonzalez, Kendall Graveman, uh, Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, these are guys who... You look yeah. at them and you know who they are. Yeah, Kikuchi was one of those guys mm-hmm. that a lot of people wanted because of, um, you know, coming cro- crossing over uh, from Japan. Right. And now, you know, obviously Seattle had him. Didn't have a, a, a great year last year, but still a guy that had a lot of hype coming over um, only a year ago. But like, like I was kind of mentioning, you got like a Julio Rodriguez, a, 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 an outfield prospect. Uh, one of their top prospects, only 19 years old. So again, you know, just because the Mar- the Mar- or Mariners are down right now doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be down for a, for for a long time. But um, a name that they have that I was really hoping the Angels would kind of take a risk on, but, but that is Tyron Walker. Yeah, um, I kept hearing that name a lot. The Mariners gave him, I, I believe, a roster spot. So I think that was kind of the, the factor where he wanted to be on a major league roster. I think a lot of teams were interested in him in a minor league deal coming back from Tommy John, but it's going to be interesting to see how he rebounds from that surgery and how he um, is going to produce during the season. But um, again, another uh, Justice Sheffield, another pitching prospect they have that they got in the, I believe the, uh, from the Yankees and mm-hmm. the, uh, why am I forgetting the, the, the pitcher's name that they got? Uh, 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 he was on the injury list, and I totally forgot his name. Big Maple. Um, you still, I'm still uh, lost. You'll be, you're gonna kick yourself once you realize. Uh, Paxton, boom. Oh, John pa- or uh, yeah, Paxton, yeah, the left-hander. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that trade, and he was one of the main right. pieces coming over for that. So it was interesting to see how he's gonna. Again, he's younger. He needs to develop. Um, but you know the Mariners have a lot of young guys, and that's you know obviously we're an Angel pockets. But if you're a Mariners fan. You know, or even enjoy them watching the Mariners. That's something to really watch out. Some of the younger guys they have uh, yeah. this season. Justice Sheffield, apparently from I'm on MLB CBS MLB dot com. Uh, Justice Sheffield was perfect in his spring debut. So yeah, that's an I upside. Mean, you yeah, got to work you work your way in. Right, and again, Seattle isn't isn't is probably going to be that uh, you know last place team in the division. Right. Obviously, but just because the Angels have improved, the Houston Astros are who they are. Uh, the Rangers, Rangers have improved. improved. The, yeah. the A's are a division favorite. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just by kind of default, I think Mariners are probably going to be last place. But it's something where you can see coming if they stay. And, again, with Jerry Depoto, you never know. <laughs> uh, but if they can hold on to these guys and let them develop and let them come in and, and, and produce, you know, in, in 22, 23, I, the Mariners might be kind of up on the way. And it would be really interesting to see as they progress throughout the last next couple of years. Yeah, they're they're a team that – you just never know. You get the right mix in there. You get the right, like, you get that core little group of guys who are coming up. Right now, I'm looking at guys who are with one, two-year experience. But in two years, 
those guys are clicking and you, you add a, a free agent signing and where, who knows where it comes from. And this can, can be a completely different team. Now, uh, something that, uh, what JP's or J, uh, JC, JC, I'm sorry. Or DC, sorry. DC, DC. I'm sorry, DC. Uh, D, something DC had mentioned is uh, from last year, and I have two really good friends who are Mariners fans, like really legit Mariners fans. These two really good friends of mine, and they got off to a kick-ass start last year. And I was quick to tell them, "Hey, it's April." I think they went like well, thirteen and three well, years, just thing. like the Angels. That's what I ago. really enjoy about baseball is that every team is going to go on a streak right. because it is one hundred and sixty-two games. Um, the true team kind of comes out over that long period, like. You know, if that streak happens for the Mariners in midway through the season, no one probably pays any attention to it. But since that streak came out of the box, out of, you know, spring training into the beginning of the year, everyone's like, wow, okay, maybe this team's better than we thought. But yeah, I really, that's, I mean, that's what I like about spring training is like, you can't get lucky. Like, you, you are who you are because there's 162 teams, or 162 games. Yeah, uh, this is a team that, uh, it showed, their youth last year, you oh, know, yeah. they start off and so great. Be the same way this year, yeah. they'll show their youth. Um, what uh, to me, one big signing or one big acquisition for them uh, is Carl Edwards. Uh, Carl Edwards Jr. He was a, a, a Cubs. Uh, he, he was with the Cubs when they won the World yeah. Series. Uh, he was a guy that they would bring in the seventh, eighth inning. Uh, 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 it's crazy to me where 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 he was to what he ended up. Uh, he wasn't. He ended up in San Diego last year with an eight point seven eight point four seven ERA. But if he can become the guy that he was in Chicago, he can solidify the back end of that bullpen for the Mariners, and that's a bright spot for him. You got to look for bright spots as, you know, as a team like the Mariners who is re- who are rebuilding. You got to look at who they got and, and look at bright spots. And I think Carl Edwards Jr. to me is a guy who I'm looking for them to for him to kind of be a guy that's a bright spot for the Mariners this year. Right? Yeah. I mean, again, we're not trying to like bash on the Mariners, but there, no. there's there's going to be few and far between kind of bright spots and obviously if you're not looking at the young guys there's probably not going to be a lot of bright spots but you know (laughs) no there's not (laughs) i I really feel this division whether it be the astros whether it be the a's and even you know a far far shot the angels um it's going to come down to who has a better record against the mariners because normally good teams beat up on these you know not so good teams so you know who i'd be really interested to see when the season is over if the division winner probably has the best record against the Seattle Mariners just because you have to take advantage of a team like this. Yeah. And and even even if they're a team like cellar dwellers in the division, you know, it's just crazy how these teams can kind of ruin your season. You mentioning right, yeah. yeah, that can really ruin your season. You gotta win you gotta win against teams that you should beat. Especially when you play them, what, 15, 16, 17 say, times yeah, a year? If, if you're below 500 against the Mariners, your probably overall record isn't going to be very good. Right. No, yeah. you got to win these games. you got to be, I figure, at least five, six games over 500 against a team like this. Yeah, exactly. I, you, you have, there's so many good teams in the AL this year that are rebuilding and or have rebuilt and are ready to kind of you know, jump out there and be competitive like the Chicago White Sox is a team that I'm really interested in seeing, but you got the Twins, you got the Indians, obviously you got the uh, AL East with the Rays, the Yankees, and even Boston. I mean, if Boston's pitching gets healthy, they're going to be a really hard team to, to beat, so you have to take advantage of a team like the Mariners where, you know, if it's a four-game series, you have to pretty much take three out of three out of four. If it's you know in the road, it's a little bit harder. So you you need a split when it's available. So um, I think that's going to be a big big factor of of who wins the division is going to be who has the best record against Seattle. Yeah, uh, it's just like any any other any other uh, major league baseball team like. Teams above, under 500, you got to take advantage. Yeah. Like it's, you just have to. Uh, Scott Service is a manager of the Mariners. It's right. a guy who was uh, assistant to the general manager of the for the Angels, what, the year before last year, I believe. So he's a guy who, you know, he does a serviceable job. I think Scott Service is a guy who we don't know much about his, his coaching ability yet because this is, what, his second season with the Mariners. Yeah, and, and, and that's always a weird part, too. When, when teams are rebuilding, how good is the manager? We don't know just because – how good of his parts. And same thing, even when Madden got brought in with the Angels, I was kind of like, oh, that's great, but it's, like, it's going to come down to the to the parts, to the players. Right. So um, same, thing, only... same thing with service. How yeah. good is he? You can't. Does, does he get him over to perform? Like, if they're close to 500, I think that's a really good 
tell for him. That's a really good year for him. But again, it, it doesn't mean they're competitive in the in the division by any means. But you know, if, if something happens and they're what four games below five hundred, I think that's going to be a really good year for Seattle yeah, just because of the, of the holes they have and, and the, the the dependence on young guys that might or might not be ready yet. Yeah. So I'm looking at this Mariners team as I'm going to go over under on the 70 wins this season. Wow. Um, so what that puts them at seven. So if it's 70, that makes it's it 75, 75. Oh, wow. Um, I probably would go under on 75. Okay. Yeah. Around 70, I would be like, ooh, maybe, you know, I would see them 71, 72, 73, somewhere right. around there. Yeah. Um, but if I had to put my rent on that I would probably take the under. Yeah, definitely. You know, I again, we're not trying to bash the Mariners. We're just being 100% honest with the team that they have, the roster that they have. A lot of young guys who can who have who have an upside, but they've got to work their way in. It's like uh learning on the job, uh learning as you go. Uh there's going to be ups and downs obviously. So I but you know, when you when you're in a division with the Astros and the and the, the A's. and the A's, you're already you're already, you Behind know. Behind the eight ball kind yeah. of. That's, that's and then speak. the Angels and the Rangers improved themselves. Plenty. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you just kind of sat back and, and added pieces here, here and there, there to fill. I mean, you're going to have your downsides. And as a Mariner fan, you have to look at it as, okay, well, we got to do what we got to do. We've been there. Angels have been right. there. But the Angels, as Angel fans looking at the Mariners, again, guys, we need to look at this team as definitely any team that puts out a team on, on a major league field can beat you at any given day. So the Angels can't look past the Mariners. No, not at all. I don't think any team. Like I said, the great thing about baseball is that there's 162 games. So, yeah, you can lose these games to the Mariners very easily, and it's just going to kind of show who you are. But, um, yeah, you have to take you have to take advantage of the teams that are – not as good as you, and you have to be able to take advantage of teams like uh, the Mariners, teams like uh, you know the Royals, the teams that are, are Tigers, know, Tigers. You know, yeah. I, you have to take advantage of those teams, and and you just hope that you know at the end of the day you can get you can kind of break five hundred with the really good teams and right. take advantage of the uh, not so good teams. But it'll be really interesting to see how the division break uh, pans out with the record of uh, teams against Seattle. Yeah. And, and just to prove, prove a point here to drive this point even further about teams that are under 500, that you should be beating the angels last year, I think went on a stretch where they got swept by the uh, Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore. Right when, right when the angels were kind of on that, on the cusp. And then that was like the, what was it? The, I want to say like 16, 17, Inning game that just yes. kind of totally just yes. demolished the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, that was like just. I think a lot of fans think that was like the turning point of last year, where it was like, you know, we can't get healthy, we can't yeah. get the right arms in, and it's just we just they just yeah. That the, was, the, that was, the 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 I think it was it was the Orioles for sure, and then it was another under five hundred team. Might have even been the Tigers. Might have even been the Mariners. Tigers, Tigers, right after I think. Yeah, I think and right. they just they. I think we lost. I want to say we lost a four-game set to the Orioles, and I want to say we lost a three-game set to the Tigers. And that just – this is a team – these are teams that we should have beaten, guys. And I think that the Angels – I mean, that proves the point. You, you you lose to these teams and you're behind. That's it. Yeah. You know, other teams are, are winning and you're losing to teams you should be beating. Not only are you losing, you know, in the, in the win-loss column, but – it is definitely a uh, momentum burner. Like it definitely oh, just kills yeah, you. You know, so yeah. So yeah, it, it's just one of those things where you have to take advantage of these guys. You have to take advantage of when you play teams like this. So, you know, I, it'll be really interesting to see. I can't wait to see how the season kind of just pans out. But again, we're baseball fans, so right. this is just any, any anything we talk about the season is going to be awesome. Um, one one good thing about the Seattle Mariners, and I can attest to this, is they got one. Of the best ballparks, if not the best ballpark in Major League Baseball. Yeah, definitely on a bucket oh, list of mine. Man, I've been there, and I want to go back again. Like right, I do, yeah. it's just it, it's a wonderful. We got to take, a, we gotta take oh, a podcast on the road. Oh, it's just a great Besides place. Tempe. It's it's beautiful. It's uh, I can't even talk more about it. It's just really. If you haven't been there, you should. You need to go check it out. I got some pictures. Uh, I'll post them up uh, online. Uh, show you guys again, but. We took the tour, so if you're out there, take the tour before the game. Do yourself a favor. They take you everywhere. They, I mean, this tour is 100 times better than the Anaheim Stadium Tour or Angel Stadium Tour. It is 
phenomenal. They take you into the press box. They take you into the both dugouts. They take you into both clubhouses, uh, back, behind, everywhere. They they take you to every nook and cranny of that stadium, and it's a beautiful stadium. I think it's called T-Mobile Park. When I went yeah, the last year, it was Safeco. Safeco yeah. But T-Mobile Park, beautiful park. So that's an upside for you, Seattle Mariners fans. Yeah, exactly. And one thing, too, like I guess last thing before we go to the break, um, will be different this year for Seattle fans and just kind of Angel fans in general will be the not seeing Felix, King yes. Felix on the mound. And, and for Angel fans, it was kind of like a love-hate relationship. You kind of knew who he you, you definitely knew who he was and you respected who he was, but mm. he was a great pitcher, especially during his prime, you know, oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, three, four years ago. And it was, you know, it was always great to have that Felix Hernandez and, and Mike Trout kind of match up. And there was one opening Mike, day where Trout took him deep I was like, there. on the, on the uh-huh. second pitch. Or it was, pitch, uh, like I think it was uh, opening day 2014. Or yeah, might have been but 13. the funny part is the next year, I believe, it was up in Safeco. Same thing, same mm-hmm. matchup, and Trout takes him deep again. Um, but, yeah, that guy has been such a cornerstone for that team for for you know ever since he got brought up when he was oh, damn i think he was like 20 or i think he was 20 21 or somewhere around there uh-huh. and it's gonna be really interesting now he's with the braves to see him not there not having that king's court like if you ever watch the game on mm-hmm. uh when the angels were up in seattle they always had that one section of the ballpark all in yellow king's mm-hmm. court and and um man it's gonna really suck not seeing him out there just as a respect kind of deal where where he he was whole, he was always really good and it's just kind of been it's going to be weird seeing him in a Braves uniform. I saw his uh, spring debut and it looked 100% weird. Uh but King Felix I I had the the uh honor of of meeting him more than a few times. Uh, he played out here in uh San Bernardino with the 66ers when the 66ers were the Mariners. Yeah. That's how I got to know Luis Valbuena and stuff. My brother uh worked out there. He was like an assistant to the media relations guy. So, uh I got to know Felix when he was younger. And he actually went swimming at my mom and dad's house. Cool story right there. And my mom fixed his pants once. He she fixed the, <laughs> he she fixed the piping on his pants for the sixty sixers because they didn't have anybody. I don't know if they do. They didn't have anybody at the time to fix them. But my mom was a quote unquote sixty sixer seamstress from like two thousand three to two thousand five. But also uh, met him out in spring training a few times. Took pictures with my with my boys and he's a great guy and always in a Mariners hat. Always just. Had that swag, that demeanor that you you wanted out of a pitcher, and he still feels like he's got something in the tank, and you know hopefully he he does well in the National League. We don't have to worry about him now. He can he can go out and throw perfect games against whoever he wants now. Exactly, I, I, yeah. I doesn't bother me, but he's a good guy. Twenty game winner, that's perfectly yeah. fine with us. But he's no, a great guy. It, he's a great guy. It's definitely going to be something that's going to be different for Angel fans and definitely for Seattle fans. But um, King Felix, man, I mean, he was I I, I always had the, the biggest respect for him, but it kind of sucks that. You know, you like to see kind of like what Trout did where he was able to, you know, you're thinking theoretically he's going to finish this, the, his career with the Angels. Right. You would have loved to see something like that happen with Seattle and King Felix. Right. But, you know, baseball is a business at the end of the day, and you kind of saw the, the writing on the wall last year when they gave him that really, really cool farewell in his last start. But, um, yeah, it, you know, if he makes the Hall of Fame or not, I don't know, but... You know, Ooh, he will always a be uh, a Seattle Mariner, oh, yeah. at, you know, no matter what happens. That's a good topic uh, of discussion when the time comes. Is he oh, yeah. Hall of Fame worthy? Because, like, you know, his longevity hasn't been great. But, I mean, there was like three, four years there where he was just Yeah, he was the best pitcher game. in yeah. baseball at, at you know, a point. Uh, does that, is that enough? Is that the Sandy Koufax where, right. he, you know, you like to see a guy do it for, you know, nine, ten years. Yeah. Those those four years of his or five years of his were so good. Right. It's like, is that enough? So also, that, you got to remember too. Um, what would get a pitcher in the Hall of Fame five ten years ago? The standards have lowered now, definitely, because yeah, there's yeah, no more three hundred game winners. Yeah, That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, it's different, but so definitely we'll see. something to see. We'll see. But yeah, he's definitely definitely a great pitcher, and it was in his prime. It was one of the guys where if you, you went to a ball game and you saw he was pitching, if you're the you know if you're an Angel fan, you're like oh, uh, man. yeah, and yeah, like, like, they got to scrape together some kind of runs. Yeah, here. you hope you get to him early before he settles yeah. in. Because if he settles in, you're done. Yeah, he was a dangerous guy. He was a bad, bad man on the mound. But yeah, good luck to him in, in Atlanta. So. With that being said, let's let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back from the other side of the break, talk a little bit of whatever you guys want. We'll probably jump on Instagram live. Uh, Definitely talk there. spring training. Yeah, yeah let's talk some spring training. So we'll be back on the other side of this break.
Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back, so thank you again to our sponsors for everything you guys do for us. You guys who listen to us, follow us on Halo Haven. Go check them out. What does it hurt? Go go look. Go see. Go yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, spring training, it started. We had it a few started. games. Uh, yeah, how... how- how disappointed were you Saturday when it got rained out? Like very, honestly, very. It's it's like behind the scenes we were looking at like, hey, let's you know, I'll come over here, he'll come over to my house, Johnny, and then we'll watch the game. Mm-hmm. And then I and then the rain happened. I felt like it was like God's way of saying like, relax, it's just spring training. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it really it was. It was kind of like, come on, guys, stop being yeah. such geeks. Yeah, um, don't. I'm a wrestling guy, so don't be marks. Uh, relax, but uh, no, I mean, it, I was pretty disappointed. I was like, man, what do I do now? I had all this time. I was twirling my thumbs. Yeah, you already kind of you kind of carved out that initial, yeah. you know, even if it was only going to be maybe for like the first like two hours because of the star right. Um You already kind of had that time carved out. Like, I'm going to watch <clears> this <throat> game, and then unfortunately, that rain came in, postponed the game. Now they're going to make up for it on, I believe, the well, 6th. While we're out March there, March no? 6th, yeah. yeah. So this is a good time, too, to tell you guys, we will be out in Tempe uh, March 5th. March 5th is, isn't a game, but we'll be out there that Thursday, and we'll probably be just hanging around the um, the uh, bottom fields and watching practice and all that stuff. But that Friday, the 6th, uh, well, we will be in a surprise to see the Royals and the Angels will be at Tempe Diablo Saturday. I'm trying to think who they're playing. I'm not sure who they're playing, but that will be our tailgate. That will probably be the day where if you're out there, come and find us. will probably be the day where we give out most of our stuff um, will be that Saturday. And then Sunday, we finish off the weekend out in Goodyear to see the Angels play the the Reds. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to have good uh, giveaways all week long. We're going to have Red on the podcast at a certain point. We'll probably have a special giveaway that's probably going to be exclusively to here on the podcast. Um, so definitely check that out. And now that we posted that Sunday we're out there. So I think that's the 8th. Um, so definitely, definitely remember that. You're going to want to subscribe. But, yeah, spring training is in full effect. And spring training is is going. And how do you feel so far with the Angels? You know, spring training is spring training to me. Um, and, and luckily, you know, we haven't had too many. I mean, it's only a few games, but you start hearing about injuries as soon as it starts happening. One was Justin Anderson. Unfortunately, one of our good friends, Brandon Marsh, had a little injury here uh, in spring training. But nothing significant that we've heard of yet that's going to it's gonna make or break the Angels. Right. But to me, every spring, you know what a good spring training game is? A good spring training game to me is that no one gets hurt. So whether they win by 10 or lose by 10, doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Just no one get hurt, please. Yeah. So, obviously, you had, like you said, the, the Justin Anderson uh, injury, and it's kind of un- up in the air as far as if he'll be ready for spring or for opening day. Um, it kind of came out and said that they, they don't think he'll be ready for opening day. And then you had Buttree. I believe he's going to be throwing a bullpen really soon, but they believe he'll be ready for opening day. And then, like you said, you had the Brandon Marsh mm-hmm. uh diving for a ball on Sunday, you know, um, I think it was right center field. He went for it, dive for it. You could tell if you watch the replay, he had a really weird, awkward landing. Yeah. Got up holding his right. And, 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 you know, now it's a little bit of a question whether or not he'll be right for the beginning of the season. I talked to him, um, the day after it happened, he seems to be in good spirits. He doesn't think it's too serious. So, you know, I, 
I don't, I personally, I don't expect him to be kind of like a Debbie Downer or something like that. So it's, it's kind of hard to read, but right. the fact that he is in good spirits, you know, that's, that's a good, good sign, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, again, a guy that me personally, I didn't think he'd be in it this year, the, the, in the, on the angels, but definitely like kind of a triple a level yeah. the majority of the year. And and if it delays his season, that's going to really suck for him. But you know something to watch out for. You had um, Julio Tehran got scratched from today's start on Wednesday. Griffin Canning replacing him, but they believe that was just a cramp. He's going to throw a bullpen on Friday. Could get the start as early as Sunday or Monday. So again, that doesn't seem very very um, serious at all. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, spring training is fun, and, and and you know some of the the interesting things coming into the spring training that we thought we were going to see we haven't really seen yet and I don't know if we will and one of them is um Tommy Lestella playing first base not, not as of yet nothing right I, I I figured they'd try to get him there as early as they can in spring just to see how he reacts to the position he played I think he played a few games last year at the position maybe I remember him coming in he, late he, in he a game came in late because it was literally one of those things where they yeah. hit for someone and right. they didn't have anyone playing right. first base so he had to move over and play first. But right. um, as of right now, talking to people, um, there he hasn't been working out at all as far as anyone's seen at hmm. first base. So interesting. Don't know if that's going to change, but it looks like they are trying to give Matt Dice as many at-bats, as many defensive outs at first base to see if he can be that first baseman that splits time with um, pool holes. And another interesting fact was uh, it might have been that Sunday or that Monday uh, you had David Fletcher out in left, uh, field. in left field. So that's another possibility where him and uh, Goodwin could platoon. And, and how do you feel about that? I don't mind that at all. It gives you that option. Like one of our listeners last week sent a question. It might have been Duncan where they asked – Having Fletcher as a the quote unquote fourth outfielder, or like you said, maybe a rotating guy with Goodwin, that allows the Angels to hold another player, position player in the infield, Luis Renjifo, who can play shortstop, play second base. You don't worry so much about trying to fend in La Stella if you have Fletcher out in left field, then La Stella will play second base. Right. You know, so it gives you uh, depth at the infield position, and then it also gives you depth in the outfield because Fletcher can come back and forth no matter, depending on the situation of the game. Back and forth, back and forth. So I like that idea. Fletcher can play anywhere. He's that little super utility guy like Sean Figgins. Well, that's what Madden kind of – it was an interview during the week, and one way he described him was super super, uh, utility guy. Um, You know, so it would be interesting to see. And you kind of figured with the Jock Peterson trade and how it didn't go through that they were looking for someone to kind of split time with Goodwin. And the fact, like I said, the fact that it didn't go through, maybe they are still looking at it. Maybe Fletcher is that guy they can split time and, again, kind of hold that place until Joe gets ready and Joe um, comes up, whether it be, you know, middle of May, June, July, or whatever it is. Because um, I'll say this, like, I def- Joe will definitely be up this year. Yeah. The biggest Just question. when. Yeah, the biggest question with Joe is going to be when that actually happens. But um, I definitely think that will that – will, um, that will change everything, but the Fletcher Goodwin kind of dynamic in, in the outfield is going to be really interesting. Um, again, we're on Facebook Live or not Facebook Instagram. Live, Instagram Live. I forget my social media sometimes. Um, uh, Ad Rock nineteen seventy nine asked, um, "Is his arm strong enough for right field?" I don't. I mean. I don't know if they're necessarily looking for. I think they're more looking for the coverage. I've seen worse arms yeah. than Fletcher in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably so. not going to be like an elite arm by any means. No, but right. I don't think yeah, it's going to be something interesting to see as the season goes on. And maybe he strengthens that arm. But again, I think they're mostly using that for his bat. I mean, he can probably cover enough ground in 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 the outfield to to or the corner outfield at least to make it respectable. Right. But yeah, the arm is going to be kind of an and, issue. And really he's not going to be the guy who you who you look at as being a star right fielder. He's just right. He's kind of simply holding. filling in, you know. That's yeah. all it is. Another question we got from uh what is it? Jay, Jay Murillo, Murillo 27 uh-huh. asked about again Milton pitch yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, yeah, it was Tuesday. Yesterday. 
and asked if has Militant Velo been released yet. Um, it hasn't been like I guess officially released because Tempe Diablo doesn't have a um, radar gun, mm-hmm. so they don't post miles per hours at the stadium. Um, one of the beat writers, it might have been Jeff Fletcher, asked him about how he felt. And obviously, there are like personal radar guns from scouts or people that are with the Angel organization. But he kind of had a smirk and he said, "No, everything's good." So, like, almost like he knew that his uh, velo was there. Mm-hmm. So, again, I don't know the exact number, and I don't know if people will know the exact number. But it does seem like he was happy with whatever information he did get. So, that'd be interesting to see. And if he pitches maybe at a visitors park where that, that does have it, and then you'll get like an official number. But as far as his first outing yesterday, there's not like an official quote unquote number out there with his velo. But uh, when when the subject got brought up, he seemed very um, happy with whatever information he got. So there's another guy that. Angels are going to need in that back end of the bullpen. Absolutely, he's one. He's one of the three-headed monsters. So again, we're taking questions from Instagram Live. Uh, another one from uh, Archangel underscore Pins. Again, check them out for Pins. Yeah. Uh, Angel fans definitely need to do that. Yes. Is there a chance they package a couple of extra guys for another pitcher? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not now. Not now. Not now. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. I believe in. Um, the future, if they're competitive and the trade deadline comes up, I can definitely see that happening. I don't know if you do that now. You're in spring training. You're kind of already in the middle of spring training, so I don't know how much of that is going to be. Um, I'm not sure how much of that is. You, you know, I don't know how much of that is. You just kind of wait and see how what you got. Yeah, right. You know, and also you just can't package somebody because you think it's a good idea or we think it's a good idea. What's what's a market for what we're gonna give them? You know what I mean? What's the market on who we're able to give? Right. You just, you just I mean, you're going to give up. I'm going to give you this person and this person. Well, no one's looking for this person and well, this person, you know, especially right now. Well, especially if you're looking for that frontline starter. That's not going to happen right now either. Prices are high. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, obviously, Clevenger was kind of like the quote-unquote guy during the season, during the off season, but Indians might want to just go into the year and try to figure out what they have competitive wise and if they're out of it by this by the trade line, then yeah, I can definitely see something like that happening. But as of right now, I believe the price will be way too high mm-hmm. and, and there's no need to, to kinda do that and if, if you know it's not yeah, it's not the right market right now. You yeah. wait till July trade date trade deadline, we'll see where teams are and we'll definitely see the Angels if they're in it, there'll be players. Yeah, we got a couple questions too about Taylor Ward playing the outfield. Mm. Obviously he's mm. been a guy that has mm. also been splitting time out there. Mm. Um again, they're just trying to get him on the field as much as they can and, and have him mm. be a utility type of guy. They're trying to find a spot for him, you can tell, you know, mm. With Joe obviously being up at some point this year, that Fletcher out there, they have Goodwin, they have Hermosillo, which is going to be interesting to see how he plays out yeah. this year. Um, barring an injury type of kind of thing, I don't know if he if he comes up this year at all with the Angels. Uh, I'm not high on Ward. Never really have. Um, I'm on the same boat that you and Taylor Blake Ward were on, where we should have traded him three years ago when his value was a little higher. I think we missed a boat on being able to get something for him, and I just don't see how he fits in with the Angels. I, I there's just too many there's too many people on the depth chart ahead of him, where you know he's in the same boat with like a Thais kind of with a right. Walsh, where right. they're good. They can be they can be good pieces to have for depth if somebody gets hurt and you need to call somebody up. But to see them be an impactful piece of the team, I just don't see Ward being that guy. And even though he's having a quote unquote good spring, only like three games in, it's still really early in March, and you gotta you gotta carry that over. And not saying that he can't, but it's just a little too soon to say he's having a good spring. What are they gonna do with him? I just don't see that the Angels have him really in the yeah. And I, and I kind of feel if you're gonna look at Ward and Thais, it kind of it's kind of weird because I kind of feel those two guys are really kind of. Um, not attached at the hip, but they, you always kind of hear the same story with those guys. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They want to try to get them to turn the corner. You kind, they want the Angels want them to um, develop more or play this position or that position. Dice looks like might be the guy that you know if you're taking the if you talk about the two uh, might be the guy that has the better chance of opening the um, season. Yeah, I, I'm higher on Dice than I am on Ward, 100. percent And Dice can play that corner. Yeah, he can um, play third base, third first base, base, and. And, you know, Rendon needs a day off or whatever. You can have that depth. Again, Albert, 
by all reports, feels really, really good. And if you watch that game on Tuesday, where the first game where the majority of the stars, and we can get into that because that lineup looked really good. Yeah, it did. Uh, you can notice it in his batting stance. He's more squatted. And if you look back to his St. Louis days, like his MVP days, mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like a lot of times he was like sitting on a chair. You know yeah. what I mean? The way yeah. he was squatting and how he got his legs underneath him. And as the year's gone on, he's kind of been more and more upright, you know. But this year, and I, I forgot who posted the photo on Twitter, and I, I, I wish I could have remembered it, but they kind of put a side-by-side Albert last year and Albert at, you know, the game Tuesday and kind of their their stance. And Albert's way more lower and more closer to where he was in the St. Louis. He's not saying that he's going to produce those numbers by any means, but right. – it's kind of a cool sign to see that he's healthy and he's he has that kind of his um, base at the plate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a guy like him, that lower half is yeah. so important for him that uh, any kind of production out of him is going to be greatly, greatly appreciated by <laughs> Angel fans. Oh man, just, you know it's going to be a, a kind of icing icing on the cake when it comes to him. I'll take twenty and seventy five. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny though too because. I, it's just, it's 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 cool to see him, and if he can, I guess we can talk about it right now. That that lineup that Tuesday, when you had, I believe Fletcher. No, who was leading off? Fletcher. I believe Fletcher was leading off. But anyways, I mean the biggest thing is you had Trout. Yeah, you had I'm, Trout right, too. You had Rendon. Fletcher, uh, Trout, Rendon, Otani, up then then Pujols at the six hole. Yeah, that's a good lineup. Simmons usually would would probably bat seventh in that lineup. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really really good lineup. Now you have kind of different thoughts about okay, who plays second base, and if uh, Lestella plays second base, does he lead off? Does right. you know, or how has that changed? But man, you look at that two, three, four with Trout, um, Rendon, and Otani. That's a really good three yeah. three spot. I mean, yeah. or three guys, uh, three guys in a row. That's that's going to be something really really fun to watch. Absolutely, it's 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 a it's a lineup that it's going to produce some runs, and it, it's just a matter of getting on and whoever bats behind that one person drives them in. That's it. Yeah. Um, uh, who am I looking at here? There was a there was a question before this one that I felt was oh about right JC yeah. Uh, J.C. Ramirez, yeah, I guess that's a good that's a good point to bring up. J.C. Ramirez did get re-signed by the Angels. We haven't talked about it yet, but um, re-signed by the Angels, minor league deal. Uh, all reports that his velocity is up after his spring train or um, Tommy John surgery in this mm-hmm. spring training. They had him, I believe. He said he, he felt he was at like 96, 95, 96. So pretty good, pretty good. If he's that guy, kind of like a Pena. Mm-hmm. Where you can put him in the bullpen, and then if he needs to make a spot start, can do that. If he can be productive and kind of be what he was um, in, what was that, 2017? If he can be that good four or five guy, even maybe the sixth guy, once Otani gets back, um, that'd be a really cool thing to see. That'd be a really yeah, cool he, thing to see, if, especially if he gets velocity up and gets fully healed from the Tommy John surgery and make yeah. his way back. To the fact that he roster. can be. A legit starter, and he can be a legit guy to come out of the bullpen and get you out is a very good thing to have in his case, trying to make his quote unquote comeback. Yeah, another guy on here talked about um, Mickey Calloway. His approach came out in, uh, you know, obviously during spring training about how he wants guys to throw strikes. And, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, a lot of these starting pitchers, I, granted, again, it's, it's spring training, but a lot of these. Starters Bundy, um, Griffin Canning today has come out and looked really good in their two innings of work. Um, and even like today, if you look at, at at Canning and they they played the Dodgers, I mean he's again it's two innings, but still he's he's going against um, in those two innings a clean inning, mm-hmm. you know a three up three down in both innings. You had Betts, um, Muncie, Bellinger, um, you know. Uh, Pollock, uh, Smith, and Lux. I mean, those are guys. Those, those are names. Those, those are, names. are MLB caliber guys. You have an MVP. You have two MVPs in there between mm-hmm. Bellinger and Betts. So that's always cool to, to see that, okay, cool. You know, he's able to get these guys right. out. And I think a bigger part with Griffin is the fact that he got shut down last year with an injury. How did you respond? Right. How what, many innings does he get during the spring? Right. I think is a better kind of question. What's important, what, what stands out to me in today's start with Canning, and you can, you can, you can put this point to any pitch on the Angels starting staff is the fact that in one of the innings, he threw seven pitches. Okay. Yeah. The limited pitches per inning is going to 
obviously going to make you pitch longer in the game. So if you can have an inning where you throw seven pitches and then the next inning you throw 12, and then let's say in one inning you, you struggle a bit and you throw 23, it's no big deal. You're still in it for the long haul. And that's right, what you, you've you got to Because of the beginning innings, you kind of got ahead yeah. of the, ahead you of the curve. you got to build yeah. on fast, build on quick, get out, get up, get in, throw throw strikes, and, and work to your off, work to your defense, especially with the Angels' defense now on the left-hand left handed side or actually up the middle. Uh, it's looking good. You got Rendon, you got you got Simmons, you got Trout out there in center field, you got a guy in Fletcher at second base that can turn it. Pujols, you know, even at his age, is still an elite first baseman. I think he's got great hands at first base. Question marks, obviously, are left field, you know, because of, of, of Upton, you know. But I think a lot of what Upton's inabilities in the last couple of years was his, was his, his uh, legs, you know. Yeah. Hopefully he feels better this well, year. Well, that's so. kind of the big deal, too, is, like, how does Albert progress through the season? Because, yeah, like we said, it's great that he seems like to have his legs underneath him now, but hopefully if Thaisk is, is able to turn a corner, they can – platoon him more and keep kind of him more fresh and not playing you know 90 games or whatever at first place like I think a a really good thing with Albert would be if he plays maybe what 60 games maybe at first 50 games at first and obviously Otani starting the season is going to be the exclusive DH so that's that's going to put a lot of miles on um, Albert but once he starts pitching and Otani's taken out of the lineup um, Albert can start DHing and probably keeping his legs a little more fresh. Yeah, fresh and getting getting guy like Dice or Walsh. Who knows? They still got a whole month of spring training left to kind of prove themselves right now. Right. But either way, I think Albert Pujols will be fine this year. I think he'll be more rested, like you said, because of Otani eventually coming back and spelling him at first base. You know, you'll have a guy like Dice stepping in there and. Pools will sit back and kind of do his thing at the DH position. Yeah, and, and kind of going back to Tuesday's game, the quote-unquote varsity team, as, yes. as Madden likes to say. Um, varsity. Yes. It was cool. I mean, um, seeing, again, in spring training, so I don't want to get too excited, but Rendon going two for two as his Angel debut, um, that was cool. And I think as Angel fans, this is going to be something different mm-hmm. this year. Um, as far as having Rendon with Trout back to back, however they feel they need to put the lineup together, um, I think it's gonna be really, really cool. And, and and Rendon didn't waste any time getting getting a, even though it was spring training, getting a base hit, getting two base hits, getting on base twice for his two at bats. He's just really cool. a guy that knows how to hit. His approach at the play, me being a, a, a baseball guy my whole life, being a baseball coach, you know, I know at the high school level, but. Uh, just have the approach that he takes at the plate of, you know, he goes up there and he's aggressive, but he's also very smart about his aggressiveness. And you can you can tell when there's two strikes on him, he shortens up the swing, goes right center field approach. He does what he has to do to get a job done, you know, and, and by making right. productive outs. When I mean productive outs is there's no outs and there's a runner at second. He's got two strikes on him. He, he knows I'm going to push this ball to the right side. Any way possible to get the guy from second over to third. Stuff like that. If you make productive outs or you hit a fly ball that deep enough to the right part of the field to get the runner, to advance the runner over for the next guy, productive outs. But it's not even just that, man. He is clutch. Even his time in, in, in Washington, clutch hit after clutch hit. We saw it in the playoffs this year. I expect the same with the Angels this year. A clutch guy. Uh, uh, and and what puts it over the top for me with Rendon not just his offense is his defense just equally yeah. as good so I'm excited no it, it, it Rendon's going to be he has very and, and Jose Moda previous guest on the All Angels podcast yes, go sir. back go back and listen mm-hmm. um, mentioned it during the game he just has like very quiet hands he doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's struggling or he's you know guessing and and guessing mm-hmm. totally wrong he just has a very simple quiet approach to the to the to the plate and it just seems like he's not nervous yeah the, it's just like the no pressure is not big you know you would I don't, I don't you know again these are elite elite players but you 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 wonder if he's gonna feel pressure trying to make an impression on a new team. And, I don't and, think so. And validate <laughs> think he cares, this huge huh? contract. Yeah. But, you know, at least at least, again, at least for the first start uh, of the of the spring, he, that was not even yeah even close. And yeah. I, and that's really cool to see because I really do think Rendon's gonna be a, a really really good piece for the Angels in the future. And I think he's yeah. gonna to. Uh, Win the Angels a couple of games on his own, whether yeah, it be sure. a home like, run like that he you, hits. Like, yeah. like you said, move a guy over in, uh-huh. in, a, in a 
big position or you know come up to bat with two outs and maybe get a guy yeah. um, home that was on second or something like that with a with a double uh, right. Uh, you know, he's kind of famous for getting those doubles right. and stuff like that. So. According to MLB Network, the Angels have the best player in baseball, the number one baseball, uh, number one ball player in baseball, and the number six player in baseball in Rendon. God, you got to hope the pitching holds up then. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it, that's what it's going to boil down to. And I don't even think that the that the pitching staff needs to say that they win. You need to have two guys that win more than 15 games. No. To me, I think the staff just needs to stay healthy and close. to stay competitive and keep us there for the trade deadline. And if and if they're there, I fully expect the Angels to make. A move. Oh, definitely! Like if 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 they are, God, I don't, I don't mean I don't want to put a number, but if they're within like two or three games of the wild card, I can totally see no them. No doubt. Totally see them making no a move to get. Okay, let's just say a Clevenger. A Clevenger. Let's mm-hmm. just say Indians are out of it and they trade uh, Lindor, and they're just trying to. Get again, kind of rebuild their farm and get relief money wise. Um, that'd be a great pickup, but it's just it's kind of interesting to see how every team is kind of shaping out now. That the spring training, I mean, you got the Yankees having a huge blow with Severino needing Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that's crucial, man. So now you know they kind of fall back to earth a little bit, and and, and but that makes them. That makes them contenders for the same thing the Angels would be contending for right, at, at the, the trade deadline. Yeah. Well, I think they were, kind yeah. of would have been that guy anyway. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the Yankees. But yeah. makes them even more of a threat to pull off a deal for a, a front-line guy. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, it's fun. It's spring training. It's fun to watch. Again, I wouldn't get too crazy as far as wins and losses. Someone asked me before on Twitter – at Halo underscore Haven, um, like kind of what you thought about certain games, and it's like a spring training. Mm-hmm. You know, the wins don't mean a whole lot, if anything at all. You like to see guys be comfortable uh, on the plate, and kind of like, you know, the Angels were twenty one and fourteen in in spring training in in two thousand seventeen. So I mean, that's a, a really good record. And then you fast forward to the actual season itself, and they were below five hundred. So. You like to see guys get comfortable, get up there. But you said it earlier in the podcast. You just want to see guys get out there, get their work done, and get off. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. A good a good spring training game is guys that go can out. walk off the field and yeah. and, and, yeah. and not be hurt and, and yeah. be perfectly fine. And, get a few few at bats and get a few plays out there in the field. Don't yeah, get hurt. Exactly. You want to see guys go left and right and make moves and stuff like right. that. But you don't need them. Don't dive. Yeah, Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. Well, Brandon's <laughs> Brandon. Brandon's a guy who who's uh, trying to earn his spot right now. So right. that, that yeah, I get that. He's, just, he's a young guy. But like to make Trout, yeah. Rendon, Pujols, they don't need to do all this. Just stay healthy and, and go out there and have fun and you know progress. Progression is is a key for spring training. You could win by ten, lose by ten. Doesn't make any difference to me. I don't care. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was care. saying before. It's like, okay, you can have the quote-unquote varsity team out there, and they can be up five runs, mm-hmm. and they can get out in the fifth. But if you lose, you know, eight to six, that's not on the – I mean, the varsity team look great, but it's just kind of maybe the young guys they use and stuff like that is a reason why. But, you know, it, it's all kind of crazy because – same in an opposite way where if the starters don't do great and they're down 3-0 and they come out and then all of a sudden the the young guys make a great comeback and now they win 5-3 or 5-4 or whatever it is um you know that's great too but it's just it doesn't show what the team's going to be really in, in, in the season but right you know it, either way it's fun to just kind of see baseball again on on the TV it's fun to see the young guys too that you normally wouldn't see either guys yeah, who are like at the double see, a level you see triple the Jordan Adams you yeah. see Jeremiah Jackson Jeremiah Jackson even like uh, uh Taylor Ward Rojas Rojas you Taylor Ward hit a, a, a home run and that's really cool you see uh who was it Levon Soto yeah. today hit yeah, a home hit run a three run home run or two run home run and he played, you know, uh, over 150 games, I think. And, yeah. and he had, like, one home run in that whole span. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he hits yeah. home run now. So that's cool. And just kind of see guys progress. And I think that's a lot of fun. I think spring training is fun watching guys progress and then seeing guys um, do what they can and just try to earn their spot, whether it be show that they can make it in triple A or show that they can make it in double A. It's just these, these younger guys that are really going out there showing the Angels organization that they can be um, – Serious players, whether it be now or in a couple of years, but that's always a fun, fun part of spring training. Absolutely. So, 
I mean, not much to talk about other than the pre-spring training games. We don't have stats and numbers for you like we would during the regular season. No, but it's, rundown, I mean, but it's fun. At least baseball's back. Yes. I think that's the biggest point. At least baseball's back, and, and you're able to turn on a radio, turn on your, your phone, TV. turn on your TV, and, and be able to see these guys, you know, and see them, you know, uh, get a double, rob a, rob a base hit, or, you know, stuff like that is always fun, and so far, so good. So far, no major catastrophic injuries. Obviously, we have the Justin Anderson injury we talked about earlier that might delay his beginning of the year. But, you know, like I said before, as long as the Angels kind of avoid those, you know, two, three, four months kind of injury kind of deals, I think, that you know, it would be really interesting to see how the season plays out. Yeah, I can't wait. It's right around the corner, guys. And speaking of right around the corner, again, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast. We'll be in Tempe, Arizona for spring training starting March the 5th all the way in through the ninth. Uh, be on the lookout for us posting where we're going to be, exactly what we're doing, and, and how you can get a hold of us and say what's up. Uh, we, we're, we're working on, on trying to f- lay that out for you guys. Oh, yeah, we're, and we're definitely, definitely, and if you guys have been listening to us for the past year, first of all, thank you. Yes. Second of all, you saw or heard last year that we had a, like a, a fan kind of uh, segment in that podcast when mm-hmm. we were out in arizona and, and we're definitely trying to do the same thing this year so if you guys are out in arizona find us we will be posting you know a lot of stuff on uh, our instagram and on our twitter at halo underscore haven you know we're here we're gonna be here or even you know we're gonna be at baseballism or we're gonna be at top or whatever you know what i yeah. mean so definitely looking forward to that kind of stuff and, and getting your guys' opinion on the Angels in spring training and we could put it on the podcast make it an own special episode so mm-hmm. if you happen to be out there that that weekend and we've already got some response on, on Instagram saying that they are definitely come up come up to us talk to us we want to hear what you guys think we're going to put it on the podcast and, and, and not to mention we're going to have giveaways so yeah um, definitely if you guys are going to be out there that weekend make it a point to to Set up your alerts. Set up an alert on your on your Instagram and on your Twitter because, you know, we'll be out in section whatever, 203 mm-hmm. or whatever, the, how the sections work out, and then come on over and then, you know. A lot of our giveaways are going to be first come, first serve, so you definitely want to get that notification to know exactly when we're doing those. Absolutely. So if you guys want your chance to get your hands on some giveaways or – be on the podcast yeah, or shoot the breeze with yeah, us. We're gonna. We're definitely trying to get stuff signed while we're out there for yeah. guys that we know, whether it be like a Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele. Like we're definitely trying to get out there and try to get things signed for you guys and and have some kind of uh, meet up that day as far as a part of a giveaway and 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 meet people that listen to it because to the podcast because it, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, last year uh, we were out there, we were co- having people come right up to us and and that's what we want On again. The bottom field, yeah. yeah. Come right up to us and talk to us and get on the podcast. And whether we talk about why you come to spring training or what you think of the 2020 Angels, it doesn't matter. Talk to us. We have a lot of fun. We love to interact. If you guys know us here at Halo Haven, man, we, we interact with you guys. And that's, that's the best part. I think that's the, the, the best part of everything. So Again, um, yeah. So, again, just you can either reach us at Halo underscore Haven. Tell us how we're doing. We ask for you, Apple users, your I, uh Rate, review, subscribe on Apple iTunes. Help us spread the word and write a review, five stars. And by that, you will help other Angel fans trying to find a podcast coming into the season. It will pop up as soon as they search it. So we need your help for that. Um, Kind of moving forward, you know, the next week. Obviously, we'll be in spring training next week. um, But... Saturday, we will have an interview. This coming Saturday, I will have my interview with Victor Rojas, voice of the Angels. And if again, if you're an Angel fan, you exactly know who that is. Uh, that'll come out Saturday. We will have a podcast probably Wednesday before we head out there, and then we'll have our um, spring training super uh, show. Super show. <laughs> We're planning to have Red on Bollinger for MLB.com. Talk about Angels spring training. He's been out there this whole time, so he knows more than anybody. Uh, at least more than any of us yeah. um, about what's going on out there. So we'll definitely have them on. Hopefully have them in studio. That's the plan, And but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but that's kind of the, the the week or so moving forward. Again, uh, Victor Rojas Saturday. Um, you know, something on Wednesday. Or, or I'm work, trying to work out a guest. And then us, you know, uh, recording during the weekend and then being posted on Sunday morning. So, so yeah, with that Gooby interview or with that Victor interview, that makes – Pretty much everybody on the TV side that we see, 
Victor. Try. Yeah, we've got Victor. <laughs> we got Jose. We got Gooby. So, you know, uh, there's a few guys, obviously, that we can't, you know, we try our best. But, uh, um, wait, you guys should get Roger Lodge on the show. Uh, Only if Chris shows up. We're not Roger no Lodge com- No comment on the Roger Lodge. <laughs> That's Chris's guy. Give me, give me Gooby and Victor ten times over oh, Roger. Yeah. Oh, no. dude, uh, Jose, Victor, Gooby, hundred times over. Yeah, dude. yeah. So and the and the and the uh, and the best part is too. Once we get back from spring training, there's like two weeks left until the season starts. Yeah. So we're yeah. kind of we were planning it out ahead of time, but we will have like a prediction show for. We get a lot of guys. Oh, what do you think about the record? Blah blah blah. That's that will be the time where we. Predict, try, try our best. Try. To it's gonna be so. Oh, it's gonna be so horrible. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, that's when we'll do our predictions, quote unquote predictions of the of the state of this of the um, the season. We'll watch opening day in Houston, and then mm-hmm. we'll probably come back the next day after that and have our podcast on that Friday, just kind of to react to opening day, and then we will be out on opening day. Yeah. I mean, I got my tickets already. I haven't, but I'm gonna be out there. There's yeah, no way I'm not. There. So no, I'm not going to. But be definitely out keep there. a Come track on. out. We're kind of thinking about when the bus will be out. It won't be opening day. That Saturday afterwards, we got to get with Chris. But that might be a better chance yeah. at it. So yeah. again, follow us on Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. Will be the best time to do it. Um, Ugh, stop it, Tasmania! <laughs> please stop. How many times do you think the Astros will get hit by pitches? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. What's the average? What's the MLB average? Again, I, kind of going back to last week, I don't think you want to put a guy on base when you have someone like a Springer or an Altuve come up to bat or a Bregman. Like they're still good. Yeah, you don't want their home, their, their solo home runs to all of a sudden turn into a, a two run jack. I'm honestly kind of over all that. I'm just really just now focused on the season getting started. No, I, so. I am a completely agree yeah. with you. On so that with that being said, guys, uh, that's going to wrap up our show for the day. Be stay tuned to all of our social media posts and if you follow us obviously on Spreaker or on Spreaker I'm sorry on Spotify iHeart Apple Google get that notification set up you'll know where we're, where we're doing and when everything comes out so with that being said um, we're going to wrap it up for today thank you to everybody on Instagram Live thank you to our sponsors I am Johnny Maggs I'm Dan Garcia and you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. <laughs> 